0: This is Ham College, Episode 18, for June thirtieth, 2016. This episode of Ham College is brought to you by ICOM, reminding you, field day is June 25th and 26th, and by hamstudy.org, a great place to study for your amateur license exam. Hi, welcome to another episode of Ham College. I'm
1: George. I'm Tommy,
0: and this is a show where, uh, well, currently we're helping you study for your technician exam.
1: Absolutely. No, no, Professor Thomas and or and Dean Martin this time. Huh? Well, we
0: <laughs> we could have done that. It, we had skipped at least one month. We in skipped there. last
1: month. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> it's okay.
0: Well. I guess the first thing that, that that we want to do is tell you that whenever we're doing this show, we've got a chat room going live, amateurlogic.tv/slash chat. And as a matter of fact, this chat room's been going for uh, a couple of hours, and so have I, while we were waiting on your well,
1: plane. I'm, well, I'm close to three hours late, so. Yeah. But uh, there's still people in the chat room right yep, there, so there is. come join
0: them. Yep. What did we talk about last month? Uh, we
1: talked about some digital modes, uh, voice over IP type stuff, echo link, things mm-hmm. like that.
0: We did. We don't have a picture of that. Um,
1: but you can take my word for it. It was there.
0: That's what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what are we going to talk about this time?
1: Uh, we had so much fun last time. Let's do some more modes. Not, not digital modes, just other modes.
0: Why don't we look at a, a, a real radio this time?
1: Well, sounds good.
0: Some one, people... One
1: kind of like this?
0: Some Something kind of like this. Some people would say, this is not a real radio because it's a software-defined radio, but... Uh, well, it
1: looks like a real radio to me. It's got knobs. Actually, you know, we
0: used... Um, well, we had three of these for field day. Yeah. And uh, they performed like real radios to me. Yeah, they performed
1: very nicely.
0: They did. Boy, what a... What a nice rig for field day. It's yes, performed I
1: mean, so nice, Ray may have a hard time getting some of them back. He
0: could. I,
1: we've got, you know,
0: another few thousand feet of that crime scene tape back there yeah. if he comes around. You
1: know. Yeah, he's been going to the gym, though. I'm going to have to put a few extra wraps around him.
0: <laughs> this is an HF radio. When you get a technician's license, you are you're going to be getting privileges. For VHF and UHF, you'll also get some limited HF privileges, mm-hmm. but that's going to be for operating CW, not not yeah. the voice modes, except uh, except 10 meters. for ten
1: meters. Yeah, mm-hmm. just a very small slice. Mm-hmm. And we, if you go look back at the archive on the ham the uh, ham college shows, we did cover all mm-hmm. those uh, all those privileges.
0: Now this radio here is a Icom IC seventy three hundred. It's it's a brand new model. Yeah. If um, if you're getting your technician license, this is probably not your first radio because it doesn't have VHF and UHF yeah,
1: on it. Probably, yeah, technician it wouldn't be a Mm-mm. great idea for your first one.
0: No, because you're going to want the VHF and UHF bands.
1: But we can we can demonstrate some of uh, We can demonstrate the, the
0: modes on here uh yeah that we're going to talk about tonight real easily on this radio. Yeah. Now, this one, you know, has got a computer display on it. It's a software-defined radio, which means there's a computer in there that actually runs a receiver, or not runs it, is the receiver in the transmitter, actually. Th- those are just now becoming popular. So your HF radios, some of the older ones will look totally different than this one here. Mm-hmm. But this is what we've got handy because we were using some for field day, and we've, we've still got them here yeah. right now.
1: And this is a real nice one to have handy.
0: It is a nice one to have handy. So, Tommy, what do, you want to, uh, what do you want to tell us about first?
1: Well, I thought we'd go through some of the modes. So tonight's topic is multi-modes, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I thought we'd, we'd bring up some of the modes that we have available on this one. We've got uh, single sideband, CW, RIDI, which we talked about before a little mm-hmm. bit. Actually, we've talked about all these some. Um, uh, AM, FM, and then we've got a data mode here, uh, for, for doing like uh p s k thirty one which we showed uh, yeah. I think it was last month or the month before
0: uh, yeah, I think it was, so that's that's a good many modes there that's not all the modes that are out there, but this is typically what you'll find yeah, the most popular on a radio ones. like this yeah yeah,
1: so they've got a lot of different uses they're different uses for each one mm-hmm. so c w if you're a, a morse code uh guy
0: mm-hmm. or gal now c w that stands for uh what does that stand for? What does Tom? it
1: stand for? Continuous,
0: Continuous wave. Continuous wave. So let's let's look some, to some CW here.
1: Well, let's see if we can find some. They're going to have to go over to...
0: There's probably some on 40 meters, which is 7 megahertz.
1: It's going to be probably down at the lower end. Yeah.
0: So if you tune down around 7,000, we ought to be finding some down there.
1: A little noisy. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, we are in lower sideband mode right here. We are. Yep. Because the radio switch modes when you switch bands.
1: Yeah. And it, it, it's smart enough to know the one that's coming for here for the, for the right So, band. So you can
0: hear CW or what we uh, normally call Morse code. You can hear that on a, in sideband.
1: Right. I think I think it's because that's the, the uh, mode we had when we used the radio before, but we can yeah. change that to uh, CW by going there.
0: Now, we don't Anything. hear it anymore. There you go.
1: We got a lot cleaner CW time.
0: Yep. It cut out all that noise.
1: So... Okay, that's that's pretty. So cool.
0: that's CW. I wonder if you could hear it on an AM. Yeah, you can hear you it can there hear
1: too.
0: You can hear it. You can hear it. CW is just just going to give you a sharper.
1: So let's talk about what we're hearing on okay. CW. It's it's this is uh, it's changing the uh, the, mod, the way we're listening to the modulation, but it's also changing the bandwidth mm-hmm. of the receiver. So. The CW bandwidth is a lot more narrow than yeah. sideband, which is a lot more narrow than AM.
0: And that that means really two things, doesn't it?
1: Well, for yeah, it does. One of the things it means is you're not going to hear a lot of the adjacent noise in, mm-hmm. with your signal. So when we when we flipped over to AM, and you hear all that white noise in there with it, that's because we got a lot more spectrum outside yeah. of where the, the actual CW is. Yeah. And what else? What else? Is,
0: but what else it means is since we're taking all our power and concentrating it into one little bitty narrow band, that signal is going to go further. Yeah. Because the power is concentrated right there in a little narrow bandwidth. So um, that's, that's the advantage CW's got. It's going to go farther. Um, you know... You don't have to learn it anymore. You don't have to learn Morse code to get your license for yeah. for any class,
1: right? And, but, and I I didn't for mine. I didn't either.
0: But there are a lot of people that are that are using it and are still learning it today.
1: Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, I actually have more desire to learn it now than I did before when they were like forced to. I yeah. just don't have really time right now to to yeah. do that. But one thing I'd like to learn it.
0: I wish we could see on here, and it's going to be difficult to see, but if. If you looked right there, really hard, if we could zoom in on that, you would. Well, we uh,
1: can. Uh, we can touch it.
0: Then look right here. You're seeing the dots and the dashes. It
1: freeze it. And makes it just a little yeah. bit bigger.
0: Yeah. We are actually seeing the dots and the dashes of that CW signal right there. Here's another one here, and you you can see in the waterfall display. You you can see as they're turning the carrier on and off.
1: That's pretty cool. Yep. I really love the display on this thing.
0: I do too. All right, so that's CW mode. What mode do you want to talk about now let's next?
1: Let's talk about, so that was the most narrow. Mm-hmm. So now let's go up a little bit to single sideband.
0: Tell you what, let's talk about AM first. Okay. I, th- I think that might be a better progression. All right, so we'll have to find us an AM signal here. Uh, just go where we were a while ago. Five oh eight five. That is a WTWW five oh eight five.
1: Five megahertz. Yeah. Oh.
0: You you can just here. You can just get there really quick doing it that way. Let's spread it out a little more on the display here. There's 10 kilohertz of bandwidth. This is the a shortwave station that we're hearing here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We can see 10 kilohertz reaches from, well, here's the center frequency. This is minus 10. This is plus 10. So that signal so is going out to almost 8 kilohertz wide. Oh, wow. If we expand it a little more, now we can, you know, now we're looking at 50 kilohertz worth of bandwidth here. That gives us a better idea of where that signal's sitting. If you'll notice right there in the very center of it, there's that... uh, Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're we're not big on Dancing Queen, now. No. If you'll notice that little solid line that's going there in the center... That is the carrier. That is the AM signal. If Apple would stop singing, we would not see this stuff on either side. All we would see is that little line there, okay? What we're seeing, the carrier, and the stuff on the sides here is the two sidebands for an AM signal. This is the lower sideband. This is the upper side band. So AM is using that much space. In other words, we've got uh, the signal we're listening to here this wide. That's the carrier. That's the modulation. Okay. So
1: if I remember right, last last month we said that AM was approximately 6.00.
0: Heather, is that... It can be. It can vary in the bandwidth.
1: And uh, sideband was about three.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's what it said and in, in, uh, what we were looking at. But mm-hmm. it can actually, you know, it, it can be variable bandwidth. But you're right. AM is going to be twice as yeah. much as sideband. Of course, this is
1: not a handbrake that's transmitting this either.
0: No, but but uh, let's just look at it here. We're listening to, to both these sidebands together. And, uh, let's get to it. Shall if we go to sideband... Now we're hearing the lower sideband. We're actually only listening to this half of the signal. Uh-huh. The ha- the upper sideband half up here, we're not hearing. Um, let's, let's get a better look at that. Find us a signal in the, oh, somewhere in the 40-meter or 80-meter band there. So there you go right there. That's a good example of a sideband signal. Yeah. You can see our radio is tuned to this frequency but there's no modulation on the upper side the band here it's yeah, all on can the lower
1: you see it almost on the left
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's now pretty you, interesting yeah
0: you don't have this kind of display on a regular radio i mean it's you know this is this is a, a called a pan adapter or a spectrum scope uh the the at the top here the bottom part is called a, a histogram or a waterfall
1: right yeah but, yeah most most you won't have it on the 2 meter no, you won't. Seventy have. centimeter rig, but it is good but to demonstrate it, the the point. Yeah, it, it helps
0: to demonstrate the point we're talking about. So, with the sideband signal, either lower or upper sideband, we're only listening to where either below or above where we're tuned. Okay. All right. So, well, All right. Let's put it on upper sideband. That signal is still there, but we're not hearing anything. Yep. because we're listening on this side. We're of, listening to the right wrong side. Yep. <laughs> Pretty neat now stuff. Now back. Pretty neat stuff.
1: Yeah. So let's. Uh, so what are the benefits of one or the other? We talked about the benefit of CW. Yeah. Um, so because
0: it was it was narrow band, so we didn't have to hear a bunch of extra noise. And the signal goes further.
1: Yeah, well, okay, sideband. Sim- right. Similar characteristics.
0: Yeah, it's about half as wide as AM.
1: Yeah, so you probably wouldn't get quite the distance. Well, uh, on AM. Yeah. Yeah, on, yeah, on a, actually on AM, yeah, you wouldn't get quite the distance on AM as you would on sideband. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, also the power limits are different on uh, AM because, well, actually... Most of the rigs are. I guess that's not a legal requirement. Yeah. Though. But most of the rigs are like twenty-five watts, well, there's AM, a, and then a, a hundred watts for There
0: There's a good reason for that, and probably a little more technical than we should get into. But I think I will anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. I figured you would.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you you open that door up. Yeah. Uh, that's... But but on the on the sideband there. So we're only you know if, if we're doing sideband we're only like using half. Mm-hmm. of the bandwidth. If we were on AM this would be, you know, extending above and below the frequency we're on. Uh, we're only using lower sideband here. So our signal is all concentrated in that narrower bandwidth. Mm-hmm. So it's only half as wide. The signal's going to take up less bandwidth, so we can get mm-hmm. more cha- more more conversations yeah. going on a band. But one other thing it's going to mean.
1: Well, you're it's going to go farther like we yep. said earlier it's like putting your finger over the end of the water hose
0: yep it's going to squirt that
1: water it's out going there farther farther
0: yep <laughs> <laughs> that's a good analogy yeah, i never well, that's uh, the best
1: one i could think of
0: that was pretty quick too. Short notice like yeah. that yeah so um there was something else i was going to say about that and it totally uh, the whole the water hose thing me now. just washed it that away that just kind it? of washed it away <laughs> So, um, there's, there's one other thing here. There's no carrier. You know, on AM, while um, when there's no modulation, you still got that little line there mm-hmm. in the middle, that carrier frequency going. Here, that's suppressed. You don't have it. All you've got is that lower half or the upper half right. sideband.
1: If, if you had a wattmeter hooked up, Mm-hmm. Then, if you're on sideband and you key the mic up, you're not going to see any output power right. unless you have some audio. Right. Some modulation. If we
0: go to, well, let's just look at that. We can. We don't have a mic plugged on, but we can push this button and transmit. Yeah. There's Same. nothing at all there because we have no modulation, so we have no carrier or sidebands. Right. Uh, if if we did have a mic there we would have a sideband then but we still wouldn't have a carrier cuz there's there's no carrier on on single sideband
1: so for the technician operator what does this mean for them it means that that it's fun to play with the other modes uh, mm-hmm. but you're probably going to be on fm mostly you're, you're mostly going to be on fm cuz
0: most of those radios are going to be fm
1: but if you got a few buddies uh a buddy that's you know a couple hundred miles away on, then, with single sideband rigs, they both have single sideband yeah. rigs, that there's a very good chance you could talk to them a much far- better fairly frequently. Yeah,
0: you're going to talk farther on single mm-hmm. sideband, but it's not as popular, so, you know. Yeah. Um, another thing is on VHF and UHF, and this has nothing to do with the questions today, but if you're running FM, typically your antennas are going to be vertically polarized. They're going to be up and down. The people who are on sideband are running horizontal, Polarized mm-hmm. antennas.
1: Yeah, per, pretty know. typically.
0: And so you know, those two don't don't coexist. Well, one doesn't hear the other very well. Right. So, um, and the reason they're running horizontal for for sideband, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure uh, there's I don't know a reason why they're
1: doing it either, but
0: but uh, it's just something to keep in mind that if you've got a rig that does VHF or excuse me, yeah, VHF and it does. FM and single sideband. That same antenna is not going to work good both both yeah. ways. You're going to need one of each polarity there to get the you know most yeah. out of it. And
1: you know, one of my first HF rig was uh, all pretty much all modes, all bands, mm-hmm. and I was so excited about that sideband stuff, and I never talked to a soul on it. It's just not very popular. Yeah. Of course, I didn't have the right antenna to hear them either, so. But uh, I'm sure there are a lot of people on it. I hear people talking, like, from Jackson to Memphis. Well. Then that's a couple hundred miles or so.
0: And these people who are, are doing contesting on VHF and UHF, they're all running sideband. They're not, or mm-hmm. or, or, or some other mode, they're not running FM yeah, for those contests. Yeah,
1: and my 7100 I got at the house will do that, uh, two meters yeah. sideband or 70 centimeters or whatever. Oh. So.
0: But, uh. Uh, any other modes here that uh,
1: you wanted to talk about tonight? I think that's the most popular ones. We got FM.
0: Yeah, and I don't know that we've got an FM signal we can pick up, unfortunately. Yeah, and you
1: so. probably don't want to use FM on HF either. I don't. You can. I, mean, I know you can, but I've never really heard anybody do it. We
0: we've played with it some. Right. Really? Mean, yeah. I mean, it's on an F, uh you know HF rig here, so yeah. Somebody's using it. Normally, you'd probably use it up on I'll six say, meters. I'll
1: say, I'll say, I'm assuming that's primarily used on six yeah. meters.
0: What you would see on FM here, if you were looking at a, uh, a signal, you would see the carrier right there. And you might see a little bit of side bend on either side, but you won't see that modulation dancing up and down like that. Mm-hmm. What you would see if if you zoomed in real close, you'd see that carrier shifting frequency a little bit back and forth. It's frequency modulated, so that's how you're getting the information across. You're varying the frequency rather than the amplitude of the signal.
1: And what's the bandwidth for that?
0: Uh, I'm not sure what typical ham uh, FM bandwidths would be. It's it's going to be different because it's primarily you know VHF and UHF. that's where we've got that and there's both what we call wide band, which are the older radios, and some of the newer ones, are they're narrowband FM. Um, hams are generally staying with the wider bandwidth stuff, but most of the commercial stuff has all gone to narrower bandwidth now, so they can get more channels than that.
1: And I would assume it's less bandwidth than AM. Yeah. am not sure. I would assume it is.
0: No, I don't know. I really don't know. We have to look that you up. we will
1: have to check that and report yeah. back, but... Uh, it's just a lot of bands, I mean, a lot of modes and a lot of bands, actually, mm-hmm. and, uh, and a lot of fun there.
0: So there's a, just a quick description of some of the different modes that you can do on a radio. Uh, there's more modes than that. That's just the basic ones out right yeah. there.
1: Yeah, ones are built into most, most radios.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, Tommy, what do you say um, we take a quick break and then we come back and we give away something?
1: Sounds like a good plan. Calling all stations.
0: The most popular on air event is here. Field Day, June 25th and 26th. Make sure your ICOM equipment is ready for action. Limited space, no problem. The IC 7100 base station is a great compact D Star option. Angled control head and touchscreen for quick, intuitive operation large internal speaker for clear digital audio, and it's perfect for multibands and all-mode communications. Be one of the first to experience how ICOM is changing the way receivers are being designed with ICOM's new IC7300. It will exceed expectations. RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and SD memory card slot. The sky's no limit. With IC ninety one hundred, the versatile all around transceiver, multiband, multi-mode, independent dual receivers, satellite mode operation, optional D star DV mode with the UT 121, and USB connector for PC control. Visit iCOMAmerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOMS radios. Field day was this past weekend. We had a big time, didn't we?
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty warm.
0: It was pretty warm.
1: But, uh, it was fun though. I had a great yeah. time. But you know what, man? the The shower after field day, the the post field day shower, that's like the best shower you can ever have. Yeah, that is a pretty
0: good shower, isn't it? <laughs> All right, Tommy. We got a winner here. All right. What well, well, are they well, going well, to they win? win? Yeah.
1: Hey. You could have been. got some of this yeah. stuff here we can give away. Yeah. It's a lot like the ones we gave away last month. A nice Icom hat and a nice Icom ham crew t-shirt. Yeah. Sounds good to me. I need to win this myself because I don't have mine anymore. You don't? Your son steal it? I don't know who got it. It disappeared. Yeah. But anyway... Uh, You win this nice ICOM swag and uh, be one of the best-dressed folks at the Ham Fest.
0: Well, we just did a quick random drawing here. This month's winner is going to be Mike Joyce, and Mike is uh, K1MFJ. Oh,
1: neat call sign.
0: Neat call sign. I better better write his name down.
1: Congrats, Mike. You'll uh, get get this uh, directly from ICOM here pretty quick. All right, Tommy. I'll read the
0: first question here, and you can answer it. What is a transceiver? A, a type of antenna switch.
1: B, a unit combining the function of a transmitter and a receiver.
0: C, a component in a repeater which filters out unwanted
1: interference. Or D, a type of antenna matching network. What do you think? Well, what a trans- is a transceiver? Well, it's pretty well dead giveaway if you read that. Yeah, it's not going to be D, antenna matching network.
0: Mm-mm. That would be a trans match. Yeah, I think that's okay. How let's it.
1: work. Let's break down the word transceiver. That mm-hmm. tells me that's. Uh, I, I read that as transmitter and receiver combined.
0: I think you're onto something.
1: So the one, the only one that makes any sense right there is B Bravo, a unit combining the functions of a transmitter and a receiver, and that's my final answer.
0: Well. It looks like uh, that's what they're saying over in the chat room, and
1: that's what I'm saying. Well, that's a wise group in the chat room, so it must be correct. There you right. go. All right. All right. Somebody's got to get one wrong this time. It could Man, happen. I had the buzzer sound in a couple months.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure we've had the
1: buzzer sound for quite a while. Yeah, it's been many months. Yeah. All right. Which of the following devices is most useful for VHF weak signal communication? A, a quarter-wave vertical antenna.
0: B, a multi mode VHF transceiver.
1: C, an omnidirectional antenna.
0: Or D, a mobile VHF FM transceiver.
1: And this one's mine
0: to answer. That is yours. Well, you know, I think we've already kind of... T- and not intending to, necessarily, but kind of told you the answer to this one when we were talking about the radio. Yeah.
1: That's not the first time that's
0: happened. So, what is the most useful for VHF weak signal communications? Well, you remember we were talking about contesting earlier in that there was one mode that was kind of better for doing that. Well, CW would be the best because that's going to go the furthest. Mm-hmm. That's not one of our choices here. Uh, So let's see, a quarter-wave vertical antenna. Well, a quarter-wave vertical antenna is uh, not a particularly strong antenna. It's not that
1: good of an antenna.
0: No. Um, So I don't think that's necessarily what you want. Let's see, D, a mobile VHF FM transceiver. Well, you know, FM is the most popular on VHF, but... You know, the FM is not the best mode for uh, weak signals. Yeah. C, an omnidirectional antenna. That means it's an antenna that's going to pick up signals equally well from all the way around. No, I don't see where that would be useful for a weak signal because uh-huh. I'm not zeroing in on any particular direction. I'm just picking up from everything, uh-huh. so there's no gain to that. So really, the, the choice is a multi-mode VHF transceiver. B, and that's because we said that that single sideband was going to go further. Yep. But you could even use that for CW, too, if it's multimode. Yeah, absolutely. So let's see. Uh, they're, they're saying B, and they're saying C in the chat room. And then uh, a lot of them not saying anything. So B. I think the Bs have it. Let's see. I was right, Tommy. All right, you nailed it. I nailed it. Well, let's see if you can nail this next one here. Yeah. Which type of voice mode is most often used for long-distance weak signal contacts on the VHF and UHF bands? Hmm. That's toughy, huh?
1: Yeah. Not really. We pretty much. Uh,
0: We've told you that. Just said that one already
1: yeah. too. But okay. Okay. Well, I'll read the first one. in AFM.
0: Uh, B DRM.
1: C, SSB, or single sideband?
0: Or D, PM.
1: don't know what PM
0: is. That would be phase modulation, but that's not something that we even talk about. Okay.
1: And we just said FM's not good.
0: Not the best, or most often for for long distance.
1: Right. Um, We we pretty much told the answer that it's going to be C, single sideband. Yep. Uh, and I don't know what DRM is for for uh, option B. Is either?
0: I think that's uh,
1: digital rights management
0: or uh, digital radio mondial. That's a uh, shortwave digital. Oh, yeah. Okay. But anyway, it's uh, I'm going to agree with you, Tom. It's going it's, to be C.
1: It's Charlie single sideband.
0: That's what they're saying over in the chat room. We we know that's going to be it. There you go.
1: Yep. We just went through it. Yep. All right. Next. Which of the following is a form of amplitude modulation? A, spread spectrum.
0: B, packet radio.
1: C, single sideband.
0: Or D, phase shift key. I'm
1: glad this one's yours.
0: I know you are.
1: <clears throat> but this is right up your alley.
0: Well, let's see. Amplitude modulation. That means we're modulating the carrier. We're going, we're going this way and not this way. We're not changing the frequency. We're changing the amplitude. All right, Sped, sp- spread spectrum. That's not it. Uh, spread spectrum is uh, scattering out your modulation and uh, over a bunch of frequencies. Um, that's not amplitude modulation B, packet radio now packet radio is. Uh, that's generally uh, used on FM mode mm-hmm. but it doesn't really specify a modulation, it's just uh, digital radio D, phase shift keying, no, phase shift keying is taking that frequency and it's moving it, changing the phase of it slightly but the one that does change the amplitude of the signal there is single sideband. It's not AM, but it's half of AM. Yep. Almost.
1: Yeah, we showed that earlier.
0: Yep. So it is and I'm glad we had that radio handy. It, it worked out good yeah. for for that demo. It sure did. Yep. So yeah, it's it's going to be single sideband. That's what they're saying over in the chat room. They're saying see you again. Now that single sideband. Alright, next one. Which sideband is normally used for 10 meter HF, VHF, and UHF single sideband communications? It's A, upper sideband,
1: B, lower sideband,
0: C, suppressed sideband,
1: or D, inverted sideband. Okay. Uh, I don't know inverted or suppressed sideband, so I could scratch out C and D.
0: Yeah, never heard of those.
1: B, lower sideband, that's typically like 40 meters and below. So I think the answer is going to be A, upper sideband.
0: You think it's going to be A? Well... That's what you're say in the chat room. I
1: could be totally wrong. I I'm honestly' not one hundred percent sure. I don't spend a lot of time on ten meters. But you I'm pretty ch- sure that's right.
0: You want to change your answer?
1: Do I need to? Do I get to call a friend? <laughs> no,pe. I'm not, I'm sticking with it.
0: Okay. Uh, you're right, and that's what they were saying over here too. And I, I want to say something about that. Um, you say. Forty meters and below is typically, all that typically, typically is lower side band. Above forty meters, we we start using upper side band. Now the radios will do either one, sure, on any band. But uh, yeah, lower below forty meters or forty meters and below, and upper side band above that. Um, you know, I had never really thought about. Which side band they used on VHF and UHF? Yeah, uh, I haven't either. But uh, apparently, it's a must follow follow the same rule. Now, another thing that might sound a little funny there, if you haven't studied up on your meters, is we're saying forty meters and below, and this is ten meters. It sounds like it's below forty meters, but it's not. Yeah. As as you go up in frequency, the meters go down. Because your wavelengths are getting shorter mm-hmm. and when we talk about 10 meters we're talking about the wavelength of, of that frequency so enough about that
1: what's next what is the primary advantage of single sideband over FM for voice transmissions I think we gave this away too
0: hey. oh, let me let me say one thing before you continue on they, they brought up something important in the chat room here and I'm glad I looked. The only exception to that rule, 40 meters and uh-huh. and lower, is lower sideband. 60 meters is upper sideband. Yeah. You know, we've got just a few yeah, just 60 a few meter frequencies. frequencies. Yeah. Now, that's not something that would come up here because technicians aren't. They don't have 60 meter privileges. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah. but that is a good point. Yeah, upper sideband for those few channelized frequencies we have on 60 yeah. meters
1: told you that's a pretty wise group in the chat that's room there
0: yeah so so what are we
1: talking about well i was asking you what's the primary advantage of single sideband over fm for voice transmissions is it a ssb signals are easier to tune
0: b ssb signals are less susceptible to interference
1: or c oh. <coughs> ssb signals have narrower bandwidth
0: Or D, all of these choices are correct. Well, I think when we're talking about single sideband, that's actually harder to tune. Because if you're off frequency, I don't know if we've got this radio tuned on anything right now.
1: pretty uh it's pretty cool that you can actually see somebody talking off to the side yeah well
0: i'm gonna say that's that's a little harder to tune yeah so i don't think the answer is um is not an advantage because it's easier to tune so i don't i don't think that's uh true it it certainly was hard to tune Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot harder than a, a am or fm signal would be uh, single sideband signals are less susceptible to interference. I hear plenty of interference in there. Yeah. I don't think that's the case. If I was listening to an FM signal, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really be hearing that all that uh, lightning static. Uh, C. Single sidebands have narrower bandwidth. That's going to be your choice because it it can't be D because we've already ruled out A and B. That's yeah, those are uh, way out. So it's got to be C, and that's what we got over there in the chat room. Although we we did have some D's there,
1: and we did we did touch base on that though. Uh, D's really?
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah, we did. We must have thrown them off somehow. It was the advantage of single side band over FM?
1: The easier to tune thing kind of throws the D out to me.
0: Well, it does to me, too. So does the less susceptible interference. Mm -hmm. Although you would think um, possibly because single sideband would go further. Mm -hmm. But no, in in reality, it's a narrower bandwidth. That is the um, correct answer for this one. And there we go. What is the approximate bandwidth of a single sideband voice signal? A, 1 kilohertz. B, 3
1: kilohertz. C, 6 kilohertz. Or D, 15 kilohertz. What do you think? Well, approximate bandwidth of a single sideband voice signal is going to be Bravo 3 kilohertz.
0: You think that's it?
1: Yeah, because we talked about that last month.
0: We did talk about that last month. And I'm giving them a chance to catch up in the chat room. They they're saying yeah, they're they're going with B tommy.
1: Yeah, I can't and I and I can't reason that out. It's just something you just gotta know that one. Yeah. I don't know how to reason that one out. Other than just Well commit it to memory.
0: Pretty much. I mean one kilohertz. Well if you uh think about audio frequencies. One kilohertz is a real tiny little sliver of audio that would be mm-hmm. kind of hard to hear. Three kilohertz is almost as uh as much bandwidth as you'd have on a standard o analog telephone
1: about one kilohertz is about what c w is isn't it
0: no it's it's CW. it's a lot narrower than that is it yeah um, three kilohertz is a is a little less bandwidth than, than a standard you know, old uh, dial-up telephone would have. You could hear that okay. Uh, 6 kilohertz is twice as wide. Um, I think if you checked your uh, radios you would find that most modern radios would not tune 6 kilohertz wide for a single sideband signal. And D, 15 kilohertz, um, that's, that's way too wide. You know, um with sideband we're trying to uh conserve the amount of bandwidth we're using a little bit. So three kilohertz. You were right about that, Tommy. Um but that's that's the best reasoning I can give you for okay. it. Is, uh, but but yeah, it's it's three. If it was AM, more likely six. But one other thing I'll say is your radio does not necessarily lock on one of these bandwidths. A lot of radios you can vary that bandwidth. Three is just kind of commonly accepted Hmm. standard.
1: Interesting stuff. Yep. Okay. Which of the following describes combining speech with an RF carrier signal? A. Impedance matching?
0: B. Oscillation?
1: C. Modulation?
0: Or D. Low-pass filtering. And this is mine, which the phone describes combining speech with an RF carrier.
1: Mm-hmm. We just showed that.
0: Yep. So, I uh, know it's not going to be low-pass filtering, because that's not combining anything. That's filtering out something. Impedance matching. I don't think that has anything to do with with matching impedances. No oscillation well a carrier is what's produced by an oscillator but when we put speech on that carrier we've made modulation we're modulating that carrier so i'm going to say c
1: that's your final answer
0: that's my final answer you think i'm right or wrong
1: i think you're on the money
0: i'm on the money yep uh, everybody over here and the old chat room was on the money on yep, that one too. Everybody
1: nailed that one.
0: Yep. Are you new to the ham world or an existing amateur operator who wants to take your license to the next level? Study for your radio license exam at hamstudy.org. Hamstudy.org is a free online learning tool powered by ICOM. It was created by Richard Bateman, KD7 BBC, Michael Stufflebeam. KV9G, and Rich Porter, KK6GKE, and it uses a modern web design to enhance the experience of studying for your technician, general, and amateur extra exams. Since 2013, hamstudy.org has helped new and existing hams to familiarize themselves with the question pools, use stats-based flashcards to focus on material they need to learn, and take practice exams to gauge progress. Visit hamstudy.org on your desktop computer or mobile device. Register for a free account at hamstudy.org to access personalized study history and other site features. Prepare for an exam in an intuitive and comprehensive manner. Check out hamstudy.org powered by ICOM for free learning tools. Good luck on your next exam.
1: And now, before the next show starts, let's enjoy an intermission. You'll find our snack bar chock full of good things to eat and drink. Tasty, tempting hot dogs, thirst-quenching soft drinks, fresh, crunchy popcorn, a complete assortment of delicious candy, and a full line of cigarettes. You've plenty of time, so visit the snack bar now. A tasty treat will double your enjoyment of the show. Yes, toddy, the chocolate malt in a can.
0: It's so good hot. It's so good cold. It hits the spot with young and old. Yes, toddy pleases everybody. Delicious chocolate malted toddy made with rich real milk, not powdered milk. So come and get it, everybody. It's time to drink your chocolate toddy.
1: Just a minute, folks. Yes, that's all it takes to visit our refreshment counter in the lobby. There you'll find popcorn and an assortment of popular candy bars to please
0: every taste. Try one of these delicious candy bars. Big Time. Butternut, Milkshake. Payday. Topped with Hollywood's super rich coating of the kind you like best. They taste wonderful. They're delicious. They're nutritious. Get one at our confection counter in the lobby now.
1: Now, back to our show. <laughs> Did you go to the snack bar and get you some tasty cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I didn't. <laughs>
1: those things are
0: pretty trippy, man. Yeah,
1: those are pretty wild. I'm going to have to go get me one of those hot chocolate toddies. Yeah, I never knew that's what a, a hottie toddy was. Me neither.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: those are pretty good, though.
0: Yeah, they are. I try to pick out some different ones every time. Yeah. And I know there's some repeats in there, but we still got a lot lot of them left that we haven't played yet. Well, back on into our questions here. I don't even know whose turn this is. I think it's, uh, I'm going to ask you this one. Which of the following controls could be used if the voice pitch of a single sideband signal seems too high or low? A, the AGC or limiter,
1: B, the bandwidth
0: selection. C, the tone squelch. Or D, the receiver,
1: writ, or clarifier. So what do you think? Yeah, the AGC or limiter, that's the automatic gain control. That's mm-hmm. not going to have anything to do with the pitch of the voice. No. The bandwidth selection, I don't think that's going to have much to do with the pitch of the voice no, either.
0: They no, that they won't change the pitch.
1: The tone squelch, that's thats not anything to do with the pitch of the voice. That's going to squelch the audio mm-hmm. uh, for a sub with a subaudible tone until it detects one. Rather, so it's got to be D, the receiver RIT or clarifier.
0: Well, I think you're right, and I think this one may take a little bit of explaining. and yeah, the... so
1: I'm, so why don't you do that? What uh, does what does RIT stand for? RIT
0: receive incremental tuning. Okay, all right. James said over, over here in the chat room, there, or you could use, use the big knob. and Yeah, that, that would be the first thing I would grab yeah. for, but that's not one of the choices they gave us.
1: Yeah, it should be there. what
0: What's actually, well, let's just see if you're right. And you are. We, we knew that you'd be right on that. What's actually happening when you uh, change the writ, and some brand of radios call it the clarifier. Mm-hmm. What they're actually doing is just shifting the frequency of the receiver a little bit. You could do the same thing by turning that big VFO knob on your radio. Mm-hmm. But when you turn it, you're changing the receive and the transmit frequency. Right. So if you, that means if you are, say you're listening to a net, and everybody on there sounds right, but this one guy is, is really high-pitched. If you tune your VFO knob... To where you're hearing him correctly then when you transmit you're going to be off frequency mm-hmm. to everybody else right if you change the writ or the clarifier you're only changing the frequency of your receiver and not your transmitter mm-hmm. so that's the answer for that and a little uh, maybe a little complicated if you just didn't know that you know you hadn't worked with a radio that had that yeah so um, that's the answer on that one
1: uh oh. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I thought I think I hear an echo in. Yeah. Here.
1: You can tell I haven't went through and read the question pool, so there was yeah. no cheating here. Yeah. <clears throat> what does the term R I T or RIT mean? A receiver input tone.
0: B receive incremental tone. Or tuning? Tune. <laughs> B receiver incremental tuning.
1: C, Rectifier
0: Inverter Test. Or D, Remote <coughs> Input Transmitter. And this is mine answer. answer. <laughs> again. Again. And i I tell you what it was a while ago. It was uh, Receive Incremental Tuning, B.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there really can't nothing else you can really say about that.
0: Nope. That's just what it is. Which of the following is the appropriate receive filter bandwidth to select in order to minimize noise and interference for single sideband reception? A. 500 Hz. B. 1000 Hz. C.
1: 2400 Hz. Or D. 5000 Hz. Okay, so minimize noise and interference for single sideband reception. So what we want to do is, if you have some adjacent interference, yeah. then you want to kind of narrow your bandwidth
0: so that you're just hearing what you so need. So you're to just hear.
1: getting down to where the yet yeah, where the business is. And uh, 500 hertz is going to be way too narrow. We said we said the width is about three kilohertz. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm thinking that that would be C 2. or 2,400 hertz would be 2.4 kilohertz. So that's going to take from 3 down to 2.4. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. that's going to be the answer. Uh, A, A, 500 hertz is way too narrow.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh Mm -hmm. B
1: is still going to be way too narrow. But you won't be quite as muffled. Yeah, a little better. And D, you're actually going out wider. Almost to uh, to a.m. Yeah, so I'm going with C, 2,400 I, hertz.
0: I think you're right, and that's uh, that's what they're saying over here. Yeah, they're saying A would be uh, for CW, and it, it probably would. It certainly wouldn't
1: be wide enough for voice. There you go. All right. 2,400 hertz. Which of the following is true of the use of single sideband phone and amateur bands above 50 megahertz? A, it is permitted only by holders of general class or higher license. B, it's permitted only on repeaters. C, it's permitted in at least some portion of all of the amateur bands above 50 megahertz. Or D, it is permitted
0: only on when power is limited to no more than 100 watts. Hmm. That's, that's is the... Is a wording of that last
1: one? It's permitted only um. Yeah, I think there's a little typo in there.
0: Yeah, I think there's a little typo. These came straight from the question poll, so uh, that's the way it is okay. in there. It's
1: supposed to be as permitted only when the power is limited to no more than 100.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to read that one again because I really wasn't paying attention when you read okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Which of the following is true of the use of single sideband phone and amateur bands above 50 megahertz? So that's going to include six meters and everything above that. So what is true is permitted only for holders of a general class or higher license. Now, strike that one because, um, you know, as a technician, you can use frequencies 50 megahertz and above.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: can run whatever modes are permitted. So yeah. you you can use side bin. Uh, B, it is permitted only on repeaters. No, no. Um, Single sideband is primarily used on simplex communications, like one station direct to another.
1: I've never heard of. I've never heard of a sideband on a repeater.
0: Uh, sideband repeater either. I'm not saying there's not such a thing, but I've never run across it. Um. D. It is permitted only on when power is limited to mo- no more than one hundred watts. No, it's. Uh, You're not limited to 100 watts with single sideband on frequencies above 50 megahertz. You can run, uh, you know, whatever the permissible power is, regardless of whether it's single sideband or, you know, some other mode. So it's going to be, C. it is permitted in at least some portion of all amateur bands above 50 megahertz.
1: Right. That's the one that makes sense. That's the
0: one that makes sense. We've got, in each of our bands, we've got at least some little slice in there that we could use single sideband modulation.
1: Yeah, and if, yeah, if you're studying for your technician license, which is what this show's about, and then you've pretty much got uh, all the handbands above 50 megahertz wide open to you.
0: Yeah, and they're, they're saying over here in the chat room it is a trick question, but that C is really the only one that makes sense. Yeah. Let's see if we're all making sense. And we are. There's a the first How time everything. Yep. <laughs> okay well i got one for you tommy and all right hit me we're gonna we're gonna change subjects now we're gonna talk about electronics <clears throat> again Uh oh you remember Can we
1: go back and do modulation
0: you no can't do modulation you remember last time we pulled this out yeah well i'm gonna whoop it out on you again you are okay all right so here you we go me.
1: i'm half asleep too so let's to be interesting
0: all right What formula is used to calculate current in a circuit? It's A, I equals voltage E, multiplied resistance R.
1: B, current I equals voltage E, divided by resistance R.
0: C, current I equals voltage E, added to resistance R. Or
1: D, current I equals voltage E, Minus resistance R. Have I told you how much I hate these these ones here?
0: Well let's think about Ohm's Law. What is how is Ohm's Law typically stated? Yeah. If I ask you what's Ohm Ohm's Law, what would you what would you give me as a formula? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's here, late, it's it is getting lighter. right here. That's what I would give you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I equals E <laughs> divided by R.
0: Yeah, it was <clears throat> kind of small to see there. I equals E over R. All right. This is Ohm's law. Remember, we talked about if you knew the voltage and the resistance, or the resistance, you could divide the voltage by the resistance, and it give you the current. Or you could take the resistance times the current, and it would give you the voltage. Or you could take the voltage and divide it by the current, and it would give you the resistance. Boy, this is like doing it in a mirror. Yeah. So, what's the answer? A. A. Current equals voltage multiplied by resistance.
1: I think I heard a buzzer. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Chat room says D and B. I'm not the only one that's stuck. Just divide by It's backwards.
0: <laughs>
1: no, it's not backwards. It is up there.
0: <laughs> no. Not only if
1: you're pointing. This is going to... I'm going to go with the answer is... B.
0: B. So you're saying it's B. Current
1: equals voltage divided by resistance. Yeah, that's right.
0: Current equals voltage divided by the resistance. I'll go with that.
1: Yeah, that's right. There you go. I I know that. I'm just in a coma.
0: Well, I've been wanting to use that buzzer for a long time. Yeah, you can
1: go ahead and use it. That's fine.
0: I did. I already used it. (laughs)
1: What is the current flowing through a 100-ohm resistor connected across 200 volts? A, 20,000 amperes. Well,
0: that seems like a bit much. B, 0. 0.5 amperes. C, 2 amperes. Or D, 100 amperes. Well, we're going to use the old formula here. What is the current? All right, we're trying to solve for current of a 100 ohm resistor connected across 220 volts so i've got 200 or excuse me 200 volts i've got 200 volts i'm going to divide that by 100 to get the current that's going to tell me it's two amps what do you think i think it's two amps you think it's two amps i think that's what the folks in the chat room are saying it's two amps I think I deserve one after after that. Not that it was particularly hard. Hit
1: you with the buzzer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you still got another chance or two. But before we do that I'm gonna hit you with it again. Okay. What is the what is the current flowing through a twenty-four ohm resistor connected across two hundred and forty volts? A twenty-four thousand amps. Well what kind of
1: fuse you put in that? B 0.1 amperes, C 10 amperes, or D 216 amperes.
0: And remember, we said. Um, I think it was last time. Draw this chart
1: out when volts you sit down. Divided by the resistance is going to be 10 amperes. C.
0: You're gonna. So you're saying it's C.
1: So I'm saying it's C.
0: Well, that's what they're saying over here. Let's see if you got a buzzer. Nope.
1: Totally redeem myself. <laughs> totally redeemed
0: yourself, yep. <laughs> All right, well, let's see if I can uh, avoid the buzz. If I did, that was the last question. Cheater. Nope, nope. That's just the way the cookie crumbled. So there you go. That's uh, our questions for tonight. See you later. <laughs> No, we've had a good time with you guys over in the chat room tonight. You know, whenever we're shooting... Y'all had a lot of college,
1: bonding time.
0: We did have a lot of bonding time before you got here. I think maybe we even got a whole different crew than we did when I started out like three hours ago. we still got one of these left. Oh, we do. On the 15th of each month, ICOM is proud to sponsor AmateurLogic.tv with hosts George Thomas, Tommy Martin, and Peter Barrett. This looks a little crude, but... Roughly here's what I have. The bottom trace here is ground.
1: While the elements will jiggle some, they're actually not too bad. It's light.
0: After putting it together I decided to test everything so I ran in 12 volts and I'm measuring the output here. No, it's not too windy right now Jim. It was yesterday. Actually turn that into a scanner capable of tuning across a wide range of frequencies. Whoa, okay. What is this called? We're in the antenna switching matrix. Any one of our six broadcast transmitters could be connected to any of the 22 antennas via the switching matrix. Down in Melbourne, apparently they they tune up their radios (laughs) different than we do, Tommy. Oh, yeah? Now, the FM 900 is tough. Seriously tough. Ah! Ah! We finally arrived.
1: Man, we're in ham nirvana.
0: Again. Boy, what, what a great time, and... And as happened last year, we still haven't got
1: all the way through the flea market yet. Now we've been hit about a fourth of it, but we're going to have to strike a trot. Well, the moment of truth has arrived. I've attached a BNC connector
0: to the antenna terminals here. I've got plus 12 volt in ground uh, power coming in here. It's going to my uh, power supply, and I'm supplying it
1: with 13.8 volts. And I
0: personally am so thrilled that... George got the special award. Well deserved, my friend. That's really cool. Yeah, what about the Super Bowl, Emil? Did you go to the Super Bowl or were you at home uh, operating that night? Tuning in my amplifier and oh, I lost power in the shack and
1: uh, went outside. The house <laughs> lost power. And the whole neighborhood went out for about 30 minutes. I, I don't know what happened. Uh, huh. That explains a lot.
0: All right, Tommy, sing the theme song here
1: welcome back to the late late show with george and tom
0: <laughs> and we've got a spooky show for you tonight <laughs> Now, thanks everyone for for hanging with us i know it's uh it's run extremely late i think this was a marathon session i don't know yeah. that i've ever sat and talked for this long ever
1: this is- it's you know, a late session. I can tell you that.
0: Usually, I don't say much, but it's uh,
1: it's twelve thirty in the morning already.
0: Yep, yeah. Tommy, we got something real special here we yeah. wanted to mention, yeah, and I don't sure, think yeah. we'll really be able to 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 cover it like we'd like to. So we'll probably be talking about this again in the yeah. future. This came from. Who did this come from? It came from Greg VK2TQ, Greg McCulkin. Yep, he's the guy who sent us the. The J car yeah, and uh, I don't remember the name of that other catalog. I can yeah. see it, but I can't. I can't see it. Altronics. Uh,
1: yeah, it's
0: those two great catalogs. I sure did. Boy, this one's got the transparent. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, background too. Totally to translucent.
0: Yeah, here I think we'll have to we'll have to uncloak for a minute. There you yeah, go. go. What this is your entry into amateur radio. What this is. Is the Australian Foundation Class License Guide. They do it totally different there than we do it in the U.S.
1: Yeah, I guess that's their version of the technician. It it is. It's their entry-level license. But it's a little different
0: than a technician. They get some slightly different privileges. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like what they're doing on some of this. We're going to have to talk about this more in the future. But but their study guide here is... uh, it's nothing like our questions and answers it's not like that at all i mean you know they actually go into some kind of details in here they've got explanations in here uh drawings battery safety radiation safety
1: yeah a lot of good
0: stuff tell you how to run a radio it's not like our question and answer study guides whatsoever. It's, uh, yeah,
1: it's more like, a, almost like a textbook.
0: Almost like a textbook. Some uh, antenna projects in there. Some really good stuff. Now, I have, I'll be honest, I have not looked at this like I want to yet. I just haven't had time to sit down with it. But I'm thinking I, I might could learn something out of this.
1: Yeah, it's pretty neat. I'm looking forward to looking looking at yeah. it, too.
0: Tells you how to make a contact. You know, we're going to have to get Peter on this show sometime. I won't confuse, uh, you know, the amateurs or people studying here in the U.S., but it would be good to see, you know, get a little different perspective on it, you know, on how it's it's yeah. it's done in other countries.
1: Yeah, but I appreciate you sending that stuff, Greg. It's pretty nice. Very interesting. To
0: see. Very interesting. And we'll... we'll We'll visit this at some point in the future, oh, talk yeah, a little more no about it. I imagine there's some material in here that would even be beneficial for, for, for uh, our audience.
1: So. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for being here tonight, everyone. We appreciate you hanging with us. And, Tommy, why don't we get together and uh, and do this again next month?
1: All right, let's do it.
0: km 4 ui and he said, what did he say? Thanks, George. Oh, no. This is Last month's Winner.
1: <laughs> okay. Let's do that all over again.
0: All right. Well, I'll just draw it <laughs>